the historic bells of Albany City Hall. Welcome to Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. And welcome to a brand new episode of Albany Street here on the Albany Broadcasting Family and Networks. You can also catch us and any past episodes from the last three months or so on the B95 website, b95.com slash albany-street-podcast. You can catch all episodes from the last three months, like I mentioned already, because I like being repetitive. Uh, that all being said, uh, obviously, if you're a sports fan, you know this. If not, I'll kind of catch you up. Uh, there was a very... Very scary incident that happened on Monday Night Football on the game that was being played on January 2nd that has since been canceled by the National Football League, will not be resumed for play. It was stopped about 10 minutes into the game due to a very scary incident involving Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin. And obviously it shook up a lot of people, especially the players and coaches that were on the field at the time. And so I thought it would be a perfect way to introduce a good friend of mine to the show who was the founder and head honcho of Positively Elite, which is uh, whose mission is to help athletes, teams, coaches, and other performers reach their potential in the field, in the classroom, and in their relationships. Uh, very much about maintaining confidence and mental strength through challenges, pressures, and expectations of performance in life. If you don't believe it, we're going to ask him himself. The one only Mr. Powell Coachella. Powell, welcome. It's been a while. How are you, sir? Yes, doing very well. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, great that you're you're doing this and you want to talk about the topics that we will today. Um, yeah, it was a very nice introduction. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely not a problem. Now, I know last time we talked was about 18 months ago, I believe, at least in long-form discussion. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we were, I was doing another podcast at the time, and now I uh, got my own show here with uh, on the terrestrial radio, as some would call it these days. So just to set things up for this new different audience that we have compared to last time we had our discussions, just kind of set up your background a little bit, like where you're from and your education and things of that sort that have led you to where you are today. Sure. Yes, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I was uh, an athlete uh, there, and I guess soccer would have been a big part of my identity growing up. And I went to a college down there called UMBC, which is the same conference, the American East, as the uh, Albany here. So I got my uh, bachelor's there in psychology uh, and worked for several years after in in a variety of different positions in the psych field, uh, from working with Juvenile, a lot of challenges in the school system, uh, working in with kids with autism, uh, working with behavior. So a lot of that was uh, my early foundation in the psychology world, realizing that I had this kind of um, a a better skill of working with high school uh, and college uh, teens on working through the the mental health challenges that they had. Uh, So then I I met a woman. In, in down in Maryland that brought me up to Albany, New York, where I would get my master's in counseling and community psychology from the Sage Colleges. There, I got my license as a mental health counselor. Now, obviously, we take a look at uh, the stuff you've done since coming up to the Albany area, and you mentioned uh, the Albany Academies. How was that for you as far as you know, making that first step into really what it helped establish your brand here in upstate New York and, and how that led you into the direction of coming up with the, the founding of Positively Elite. 
No, uh, it's a great question. I, I think I was very lucky to be at that school. Uh, that school was just at that time and they, they brought me in to do the mental health piece. They were certainly trying to be very proactive about mental health. And that is really the name of, of my game is to, to not only work with people that have severe mental health challenges. And, and of course, I do that from time to time, but it's how do we help the, the general population of people that might not be at a, a a negative 10, but they may just be at a negative two or maybe at a zero, like they're just not really thriving. And that school gave me a, this open platform to do what I want with some of the things I'm very interested in with, with meditation uh, and, and training the mind, which are, are you know, that, that piece of it, I think I'm very into as a mental performance coach is this training of the mental side of things. And they gave me this platform to do that, uh, to work with things like gratitude and kindness, because how 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 important those pieces are in the foundation of well-being, along with strengths. Uh, so, what a great foundation I, I got there at the Albany Academies, where we tried to implement some programs and do that piece. And of course, the athletic programs there tend to be very good, and they take it very seriously. So, uh, it was great to be around that type of audience as well. Uh, the, 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 the boys, uh, primarily I was with the boys for, for five of my seven years there. They get along great. And, you know, the whole sports piece there, they, they were very welcoming of me talking about the topic I did. Now, before we get into a deeper dive on Positively Elite and um, moving on to the, the situation that I preface this whole conversation with, I just want to go, and go back to a topic real quick. That we had discussed prior in the the mm-hmm. interview I mentioned from 18 months ago, and that, that's something involving the addressing of mental health issues with children, particularly within their schools and their school districts. At that time, it, it sounded like you were, I wouldn't say completely negative, but you were a little hesitant about giving any compliments towards the local school districts, particularly with how things were handled with the COVID situation and, you know, a a lot of uh, homeschooling through computers and Zoom meetings and things of that sort. Since then, over the last 18 months or so, do you feel like things have gotten better within certain schools or school districts in our area as far as addressing the need to provide assistance with mental health for children, whether it be grade school or high school? And I think it's it was kind of the nature kind of the nature of the beast with with how you know school districts didn't know really what to do and they were they were forced to try to continue to give some sort of education and most of that was online but you know but they were overwhelmed and not sure what to do you know, I was in a school system and and we had you know just a few hundred kids at our school so it's you know we we found it difficult to stay on on just keep a pause on how the kids were doing and that, you know, you, you rely on relationships and seeing kids every day. And when you can't see them, you just don't know. Uh, so I, I think that, that the, the great thing of, around, you know, COVID bringing out the need for more mental health services uh, and attention is that since then, I do believe schools have upped their resources and they they, it's more of a conversation. It's not something that's a side comment. It's more of a how, like it's more of a primary conversation of how do we continue to support the well-being of these kids, uh, not only academically but mentally and emotionally as well. And I, I think we're doing a better job with that. Uh, and that said, I, I once moving away from the school, I, I maybe lost a, even a bit of a pause on what other schools are doing as well. So I, I do wonder, and it's always on the top of my mind, is or how, how are schools doing 
and how are the, how are kids doing? Because there was certainly a time there where they were not doing so well, and I think there is a fallout from that. But I, you know, now that things are a bit back to normal, I do get the sense that schools are kind of getting back to normal too. Powell Coachella, the founder of Positively Elite, joining us here on Albany Street. And, you know, one more thing I wanted to touch on uh, about your background um, that you had had mentioned, but I just want to kind of focus in on it for a quick second here. Uh, the fact you were a D1 athlete, you, you did play soccer at UMBC, you, you, you even played a competitive lacrosse when you were in high school and route to becoming a D1 soccer athlete in college. All in all, how much did your own personal experience motivate you as far as the different uh, challenges you faced as a D1 athlete, whether it be mentally or physically, and how that impacted you into taking the route you did take with uh, going through it and what you uh, wrote your thesis about in your master's at the Sage Colleges and what you have since developed with Positively Elite? Yes, I think it has everything to do with where I'm at now. Perhaps my path is more of a therapist initially. Uh, they may have not been so connected. Uh, however, my interest in for athletes and performers, uh, my background has, has everything to do with that. At, you know, at UMBC, and you know, initially right before that, as, as a high school athlete, you know, I should I should have been very good, and I you know, talent wise, I should have been on that road to being um, you know the best around in my area, or at least com- you know the, one of the best competitively around, and and should have been on a route to play a professional professional sport with professional soccer. So, uh, I I think I credit my lack of success in high school uh, or sorry college had a lot to do with inconsistency and a lack of confidence and uh, more of a fixed mindset in that, uh, you know, my training wasn't as good as it should be. I, I feared failure. Uh, I even feared success for if I, if I was successful, then I would continue. I felt this need to continue to have to uh, be at a certain level. And I didn't feel like I could wanted that pressure on me. Uh, I was, I, I didn't have very good control at all over my thoughts and emotional state. I was in college and, um, you know, I learned some things when I, a few years after, when I was 22 or 23, uh, about what really happened back, you know, a few years ago in college. And since then, it, since that time when I was 23, 24, it was always this push of how can I support athletes that know they have potential and have the ability to be really good at what they do, but it's a mental or emotional thing that holds them back. Uh, that little piece there drives me uh, to do what I do. Uh, and, and then, of course, on top of it, it's not just about performance. When you have control of the mental or emotional part of your, li- your life, uh, you, you are far greater at living a life full of meaning, being good at relationships, uh, being good in the classroom or in your jobs. You, you attack life and confront life rather than avoiding so many things change when you have control of the mental and emotional part of your life. And I, I feel like it's a, a gift that I'm able to know this stuff and relate well to kids and connect well to kids where I can give them this type of information. Because I don't think they get it very widely. And it's coming, I think, but it's not quite there yet where they're getting this type of information consistently. And I'd love to be a part of the process to help that to happen. I'm just going to step aside for a moment. When we return, we'll wrap things up with Powell Coachella, including uh, addressing the future of Positively Elite, what uh, the, the, the end game is potentially for Powell there, and also, of course, uh, referencing the 
uh, incident with DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills from earlier this week. We'll get to all of that and more next here on Albany Street. The historic bells of Albany City Hall return us to Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. And welcome back to Albany Street. I'm Brian Cady, your host, right here on the Albany Broadcasting Family Networks, as well as all over b95.com backslash albany-street, where you can access all the past, uh, the past episodes that I have been hosting since becoming the lead man here three months ago for Albany Street, and rejoined again by Paul Coachella from Positively Elite. And before we get into, you know, the long-term goals you may have for Positively Elite and the growth that it can continue to have, I just want to touch on real quick a couple of things. Number one, I don't think we ever really discussed this in depth before, so I want to just ask this real quick. Were there any particular people or a certain professor or a coach or anything like that that provided the motivation for you to want to dig deeper into the mental health side of things and lead you down the road that you have gone down the last 10 to 15 years? That's a great question. Um I don't know if earlier on in my life there was someone that pushed that. Um, I feel like it was kind of a, a lot of self-development in my early 20s that helped me to understand myself more. Uh, and there were, you know, lots of lots of people involved in in my own personal development. Uh, however, you know, me getting being interested in giving this to others and on my path to becoming the, the education that I'm in now. There wasn't a specific person. I can say I had a professor at Sage that was pretty influential for me and, and had very similar ideas and, and aligned and was very supportive. Uh, her name was Ellen Cole, and, and she uh, is likely the reason that I get connected to the Albany Academies. So she was my, my thesis advisor and a professor for many classes. And so, you know, Ellen, if, if she happens to, to listen, I'll give her a shout out because she was, she was really, really great at what she does. Now, I want to touch on the situation that occurred over the last week that I wanted to bring to your expertise as far as how you would potentially handle this kind of situation. So uh, this past week on Monday Night Football was the Buffalo Bills playing at the Cincinnati Bengals at about nine, ten minutes into the game. Uh, a, a defensive player named DeMar Hamlin made a relatively normal play, just tackled a, a wide receiver to uh, end the play, got up, and then within a couple of seconds of getting back up, just fell right back down, uh, ended up uh, suffering a cardiac event and was rushed to the hospital. But it was it was a life or death situation. And you can just see and hear the emotion from the players and coaches and even those who are covering it on, on ESPN and other various outlets. So the way I want to discuss this with you is what would you recommend either from a team perspective from Buffalo or Cincinnati or even a league perspective from the National Football League? What would you recommend as far as how things are handled in a follow-up to such a traumatic incident? Because, I mean, it obviously shook up a lot of people that were on the field there that night. Oh, yes. And, and, I, and I've done a lot of looking into it after. And when I, when I saw what would happen, what happened, it's, it, it was traumatic. And, you know, the definition of a traumatic incident is having someone being exposed to something that's uh, either a very serious injury or some sort of violent act uh, or, or some part of a threatened death. And so we, have, we see that all of the players there kind of were witness to something that could have been what people may have thought from a threat to death. And, 
something like that sticks with us. It is it is terrifying, and it and it it hits the brain and it hits the body, and and so the response is from the players to be kind of shaken up. Well, that's that's completely normal, and and that's that happened. Now we're talking about what the NFL. Uh, it did after, and I think from what I've heard, have been doing some really, at least what they're commentating on, what they're doing, have been doing some really good stuff. Because what the main thing you want when we experience something traumatic is the idea to connect with others and to process and talk about what's going on. The more that we uh, kind of isolate and not talk and we kind of just want to deal with these things on our own or if we try to deal with them through other means of kind of squashing the feelings we have through maybe substances or avoidance uh we're we're prolonging it and we're not doing a good job of processing the situation it sounds like the nfl is is creating opportunities with pulling in a lot of psychologists and other mental health professionals that that the teams can talk to Sounds like they're also doing a great job with peer support. Uh, you know, something I heard from you know, the Cincinnati team was that they, you know, right after, you know, it's a game of violence and such brutalness uh, competitive, competitively. And, and you have the other team kind of coming over and checking in and talking and, and connecting. Those things are really ideal. So the fact that the NFL is, are, is creating opportunities for them to process and talk about it and, all I've heard from, from the professionals that commentate on it is that they are really diving in and not saying, suck it up, not saying, hey, you're fine, go back at it. They are being empathetic and they're validating the experience, which is kind of a different approach than we, when sometimes we see in sports and certainly in, in male sports is that you suck it up. And when something bad happens, you just get back out there. And I think that the fact that they are really pushing the support and the processing of the incident is so ideal. Uh, and I and I appreciate that from them. Now, going into Positively Elite, obviously this is something that's continuing to grow with more teams and, and schools getting uh, on board with, uh, with your services. Just uh, talk real quick about what it is that Positively Elite is about and uh, what – you're able to offer these different uh, sports teams and, and schools and, and and other clients of the such. So the the main the main focus of it all is to help uh, performers understand how much their mental processes, so their their thoughts, the way they view things, their 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 self esteem, their belief systems, help them to understand how much those processes impact their emotional state, like their, like their confidence, and then their performance or their behaviors uh, when whatever they do. So kind of create this understanding of the connection uh, with the mentality and performance, but also how do you manage and train that so that you can be consistent and confident when you have to perform? And, and I think that when I'm meeting individually with someone, we can really dive in and talk about the individual fears and unhelpful belief systems that they may have so that we can kind of rewire them and train new positive beliefs. But then, but then when I'm with teams, it, it looks more like a, it's kind of workshop-based. Let's, let's dive into uh, what are the types of things that like, they can do with their own thinking, what are the types of activities they can do to manage either nerves beforehand or to be to train uh, focus and, and intensity uh, so that they come out more consistently. And there's also a bit of goal setting in there, you know, setting appropriate goals, making sure they're holding each other accountable, 
some leadership, some leadership training uh, on how the the group can get along better together, like holding each other accountable as well. The culture of the team. So when I'm with teams, it looks like three to five sessions ac- across the across the year with the team. Uh, and then when I'm with schools, I, I I've been enjoying presentations I've given to high school and middle schools. It tends to be the niche in there where where we're really talking about being proactive with mental performance. Uh, and in the way that it's talked about, it every single kid can relate to it in a way that it's not just athletics, but in the way that you present in the classroom, in relationships, in video games, in everything that they do, realizing that we all have a mind and we all have thoughts. And the more that we can understand them and train them, the more consistent that we become. And I think just as we just talked about before about the, you know, sports, the, our country is getting way more okay with this conversation that we all have a mental health and that mental health doesn't necessarily mean negative mental health, but it's mental health in general. Like we have thoughts and emotions, like we need to deal with that. And the fact that we can uh, figure out different ways that we can manage them more effectively, it's not groundbreaking stuff, but it kind of is to our community to talk about it so consistently. So ideally in my future with Positively Elite, it does look like how can I get in front of and help other people train and manage their mental health more effectively? And then, man, the dream, the dream would be, uh, it, well, two dreams, and I haven't talked about this much, Brian, so I, I enjoy talking about it. The dream would be how do we help the education system in general put these types of topics more consistently so that they're valued uh, just as much as we value IQ and we we, uh, encourage curious and creative thinkers. How do we put well-being as a priority in the education system? Uh, So certainly that would be one dream to be a part of that development. And the second would be how do we as a society make mental health just as important as physical health? Just like we have gyms uh, that people pay money to, to have memberships to, that they go to for their physical health and exercise, why are there not mental gyms in, you know, that's not a a well-defined name there, but uh, some sort of place where people pay memberships to and they get uh, mental training and they are there to improve their lives in that way too. And I think that's part of the dream I have is to just make mental health and mental performance a more consistent way of living that people are just exposed to rather than it being some stigma or taboo thing to talk about. All right, real quick before I let you go, I have to bring up the elephant in the room because we did address this about 18 months ago, and then we addressed it again before we started recording this show. So I'm going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. We need to get you a darn office, all right? Uh-huh. We, we need to figure this out. And I'm going to just throw this out there because this particular place on their website uses the phrase holistic training, but in my opinion, not to you know step on any toes, not really holistic training if you don't address the mental side of things. The Impact Athletic Center in Half Moon, just toss it out there. They look like, I mean, that look, as far as your dream is concerned, that looks like exactly what you would want to be a part of. I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong. And if that's the case, what are the odds that we can maybe someday get this partnership going between you and them? Well, let's, let's make this happen. I would be very happy to talk to Impact. Uh, we had some conversations going a, a, a year and a half ago when we 
when I was first like knowing that I was going to be out on my own, um, and it, it, we just never follow through with it. So, so to, to talk with them that that type of place would be excellent to, to be at. They certainly are making such a name for themselves, which is which is great. Um, I would love to create some conversation there. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm, so since soccer is my sport, I've been pretty involved with the Akrams community, and and uh, I I work with the Alley Cat Soccer Club, several teams there that I that I'm with, and so so. That is all so great to be involved with, but to be at a facility like that is would be really special. Uh, and to help a community of people with that holistic approach, uh, such as Impact is trying to do, uh, that would be great. It would be really great. So if you have a connection there, Brian, or if someone's going to be listening, I would uh, be glad to entertain that. I might know one or two people I can talk to. I I, I, I will do I will do my best to see what I can do because this needs to happen. It just seems like the perfect marriage to me. Uh, that all being said, uh, Powell, I really appreciate your time. You've been great again as usual. Thank you very much. We'll try to make it so it's not 18 months between te- keeping in touch. I'll, I'll make sure of that this time. Uh, me as well. Me as well. Thanks a lot, Brian, for having me on. Not a problem. Powell Coachella, the founder of Positively Elite. If you want to find out more about them, just go to PositivelyElite.com about all their services, how you can contact Powell, so on and so forth. And that wraps up another episode of Albany Street. Enjoy your week, and we'll catch you next time right here on Albany Street. The historic bells of Albany City Hall close out another edition of Albany Street, a public affairs presentation of Albany Broadcasting. This program, pre-recorded.